Good morning, Winners Church. Wasn't that awesome? Jehovah Jireh. Come on. He's our provider. Rejoice in the Lord wherever you are. God is good. Listen, right now on your screen, you're seeing ways that you can give. I want to encourage you, don't even wait to the end, but give right now while your heart is open. Give into the kingdom. Release that seed. God has promised that those who release the seed that's in their hand, that financial seed, that he will multiply it. He will increase you. He will give you overflow. I know some of you may be going through a hard time financially, but you don't have to. God has given you seed. He's given you the answer. It's in your hands. One time he told Moses, what is in your hand? And that's, God is, and that's what God is saying to you. What is in your hand? And what's in your hand is seed. And God wants you to sow that seed. Jesus said, give, and it shall be given back to you. That's why he said, it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. There's nothing wrong with receiving, but there's more blessing in giving because you keep yourself in a cycle of receiving. So I want you to give right now. You can give by text. You can give by cash app. You can uh, go online and give. However, it works for you. Go ahead and give, release that seed, and be blessed in Jesus' name. Well, we have a special speaker today in the person of evangelist Oledele Ayeni. He already spoke. You know he rocked it last time he ministered. He is a missionary with his wife and children in Peru. By the way, they just had a new baby. His name is Idris. He's beautiful. He's gorgeous. He's a blessing. Dele says, this is it. <laughs> we'll see. But anyway, he has a word for you on identity that's going to rock your world. So I want you to receive evangelist Oledele Ayeni. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. What a time. What a time of worship. What a time of accepting who we are. What a time of declaring what we have in Christ Jesus. Winner's Church is definitely a pleasure to be here again to share God's word with you. And I'm looking forward to what God has to say to us today concerning this series of our identity that Pastor Maurice has started. So I'd like to just start up with this first, with, this, with the title. The title is, Tell Me Who I Am. Tell me who I am. We're going to look at various scriptures, but I really believe that this series of identity, this message that God wants to get through our hearts, through our minds, because he knows it's going to shape our destiny, it's going to shape our effectiveness, it's going to shape the results we're looking for, because I believe that everything starts with who we are, not just how things look, but who we are. So let's go. We're going to start with one of my favorite scriptures about this. It's Genesis 1, 26, 27. Genesis 1, 26, 27. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. 
in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created him. Why is this so important? Because this starts with our beginning. Many times when we hear the gospel, we hear, oh, you were a sinner. You need to repent. Yes, that's part of the story. But that's not our beginning. And it's so crucial to hear our beginning, to hear how we started. What was the image that we carry? What was our identity? How did God see us? How did God think about us? Why? Because if we start from the middle, we're still missing something. We're missing something crucial. We think our beginning starts with a negative. It doesn't. Our beginning starts with a positive. It starts with something healthy. It starts with something strong. Why? Because that's all you're going to see. Because when you have challenges, when you have things that you're facing, or when you make a mistake, or when you sin, you're going to say, well, that's how I started. No. You started first from the beginning when God created Adam, our first father, the beginning of the human race in his image. And this is what God says. Let us make man in our image, in our identity, in our character. This is the beginning. This is God's dream. This is God's heart for humanity. And especially how much more for who we are in Christ Jesus. How much more. This is why redemption is so marvelous. Because God has redeemed us to a new identity in the image of his son. In the image of his one and only begotten. Now there are many sons. That's why we're not looking at the image from other people. No, the image that we are constantly looking at is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, with unveiled faces, beholding as in the mirror, what? The glory of the Lord. We're supposed to be having our eyes and our hearts and our mind looking at the image of the Lord, looking at Jesus Christ and say, that image is for me. That glory is supposed to shine on me. And it says we're transformed transform into the same image. Our image is crucial. Why? Because it affects how we receive God's Word. You know, many times we do hear the Word of God. We hear preaching after preaching after preaching, but many times the issue is we have the wrong image that is inside of us. So when the Word comes to us, we say, no, it cannot be. I mean, let's listen to Jeremiah. God said, before the foundation of the world, before you were born, I knew you. Before I formed it in your mother's womb, I knew you. I know you. I know your identity, Jeremiah. You are a prophet. Jeremiah resisted that. He said, I am not. I'm a child. God says, do not say that. Do not say that about yourself. Do not accept that kind of identity. I've made you who I've made you. Accept what I am telling you who you are. Why? Because after that, you'll be able to accept the words I'm about to say about you. You'll be be able to accept the things that I've planned about you. Now, this is one of my favorite stories because it has helped me. You know, I was thinking, Lord, what do you want me to talk about concerning identity? What do you want me to say? And the title came to me, tell me who I am. Tell me who I am. So we're going to go to this scripture, Matthew 13, sorry, Matthew 16, 13. 
We're going to start where Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi. He asked his disciples, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now, Jesus is asking this question not because he did not know who he was. He was just getting a review. He's wanting to see, are they getting the message? Are they able to identify who I really am? You know, some people believe during this time, he's been ministering at least one and a half to two years when he asked this question. But think about it. This is not when he started his ministry. This is some time he's been teaching, he's been preaching, he's been healing the sick, performing miracles, and this is what it says. They said, some say that you are John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And others, Jeremiah or one of the prophets. So we know he can be all these things. He can be John the Baptist and Elijah at the same time. He cannot be Jeremiah and Elijah at the same time. So if you look at the consensus of these people, of what they're saying about Jesus, people had different ideas. People had different thinking. Think about it. These are people who probably have heard of him, saw him, saw miracles, heard testimonies, and still they were saying, nah, he's Jeremiah. No, I think he's John the Baptist. He has come back to life. Maybe, no, maybe he's Elijah to come. But Jesus, he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Tell me who I am. Tell me who I am. Who do you say that I am? See, it's one thing for the crowd to have an opinion about us. It's another thing for us to have an opinion that we know for sure about ourselves. One of, one, of, one of the most powerful scriptures in Psalm, the Bible says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. This my soul knows very well. It's interesting. God knows us very well. But do we know ourselves very well? Do you know yourself very well? Do you know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Do you know that victory belongs to you? Do you know that God has made you kings and priests in Christ Jesus? Because the identity you accept is the destiny you're going to realize. The identity that you receive is the results you're going to receive. We're going to see a, a very crucial example about this because it's clear. We can hear the Word of God, but we don't have the right self-worth that comes from our Father, that comes from God, our Father, through Christ Jesus. We're going to waver. We're going to hear, oh, yes, I've heard about healing, but healing is not for me. It's very interesting when Jesus ministered to a, a lady who was bowed down for 18 years. She said, she being a daughter of Abraham ought not should be healed. In other words, because of her identity, she has to be healed. Healing belongs to her. In another place, Jesus said, it is not me to give the children's bread to dogs. So Jesus was separating an identity of children and dogs. What he was talking about, during that time, if you were not part of the, the, the lineage of Israel, you were considered a dog. You were considered an outsider. So Jesus was saying, this healing, healing belongs. It's the children's bread. But yet that lady said, even the dogs eat the crumbs. He said, you know what? You could call me that, but dogs still eat. Very interesting. She accepted it, but still moved it further. I can still be healed. My daughter can still be healed. See, this is the good news. 
What are we accepting? Now listen to what Peter said. Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered him, blessed are you. <laughs> this is the first word out of Jesus' mouth. Blessed are you. Revelation blesses you. When you see who you are, when you recognize who you are in Christ Jesus, you are blessed. Why? You have eyes wide open. You have eyes that can see. You have eyes that can see clearly. Your eyes can recognize the truth. The Bible says very clearly, it's very clear. The natural man does not accept the things of the Spirit of God. It's foolish, meaning that if we don't accept what God is saying to us from our spirit, from our new identity, we will reject it. You say, nah, that cannot be true. I cannot be healed. I cannot be strong. I cannot be prosperous. I cannot be healthy. I cannot have a healthy marriage. No, we can accept everything that God has said. Listen to what he said. Bless are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. Your identity does not come from flesh and blood. Your identity does not come, I'm going to say this, from your natural family. Yes, we have a natural identity. You know I am black, so I have a natural identity, but that's not truly who I am if I'm in Christ. Paul said this, we do not know Christ after the flesh any longer. No longer do we know him. No longer are we acquainted with that person. We're acquainted with the, with the resurrected Christ with a new body, glorified body. That's what we are acquainted with. That's what, who we are knowing. You know, it's so easy. Jesus was very clear. Flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. You can't get this information from flesh, from mankind. You can only get it from your father. Because this is what he said. But my father who is in heaven, he has told you this. He has revealed this to you. My Father. Now, this is good news. Listen to what Jesus said to Peter after he saw who Christ really was. Then Jesus said, and I tell you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. It's very interesting. After Peter accepted who Christ was, he was able to accept who he is. I'm going to say this again. Many times when we're struggling with our identity is because we don't know who the Lord really is. Many times when we're struggling with walking in who we are is because we're not seeing Jesus clearly. Once we see him clearly, we will see ourselves clearly. Once we see, see, this is how I know religions at work. Because when you have a low self-worth, I know it's not coming from the Father. It's not coming from God who said, I have created you in my own image. Does God have a low self-image? No, he does not. No, he does not. This is good news. Now, I want to finish it up with this story. Ah, let's go to Numbers 23. Sorry, Numbers 13. This is a famous story. The children of Israel was called to go into the promised land. It's clear. Though, I mean, we all know the word was clear. This land 
It's what I swore to your father Abraham. I said I will bring them into this land. Now think about this. These people were seeds or what we call lineage, the, 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 the descendants from flesh and blood, descendants of Abraham, not adopted. They came from his loin. If you trace them all back, they all started with Abraham. So it's clear. What I promised to Abraham, I want to give it to you. It's your inheritance. It belongs to you. Now listen, let's go to 27. Numbers 13, 27 said, Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. It's just as God said it was. Abundance. It's flowing with milk and honey. There's so much more. There's healing. There's happiness. There's joy. There's protection. It's there. I, we, we, you see, these people heard it, and they said, we saw it. We are convinced it's there. But let's go on. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Enoch there. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains. And the Canaanites dwell by the sea and along the banks of the Jordan. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and take possession. Listen to what he said. For we are well able. There's a false humility that's going around in the church that's saying we should accept weakness. But if these people lived under the old covenant, said we are well able, what are we saying today? What are we declaring today? No, we're not declaring weakness. God does not take joy in our weakness. He takes joy in our strength that comes from his son. The Bible said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Do we have his strength or not? If we do, the, the speech of weakness, the speech of I don't have it, I don't know what to do, should leave our life. Now listen to this. This is what it says. For we are well able to overcome it. You know, when God created Adam, he says, you're in my image then he says something else. Let him have dominion. Let him rule over. Let him be the head. Let him be on top. Let him be like a king. See, when God created Adam, he did not plan for nothing to rule over humanity. Only him. So this is why Abel, this is why they were able to say, we are well able to over overcome it. We are over these things. So listen to this. But the man who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. Whatever we say is stronger than us, we're saying it has authority over us. And many times we think we say those things because we look, we, we're using someone else's identity to shape our identity. Because we're going to see this right here. It says, And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devolves in inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. 
And they saw the giants. Think about this. The son of Anak, which come from the giant. And in our eyes, we were like grasshoppers. In our eyes, we were like grasshoppers. And so we were in our eyes. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Very interesting. I like the translation, the good news translation says, and even, and when we even saw giants there, the descent of Nangit, we felt as small as grasshoppers. And that is how we must have looked to them. So it was the identity that pushed back God's word. We are small inside. We are weak inside. Where do we get this revelation? Where did this understanding come from? He said, we saw them. And they were giants. And by looking at them, we became small. We became little. I love one of the powerful stories. We know the story. Jesus is standing before Pilate, and Pilate is asking him questions. He said, hey, tell me who you are. And the Bible says Jesus was quiet. Then Pilate made a statement. <laughs> he says, you're not talking to me? Don't you know I have power over you to crucify you or let you go? Then Jesus replied, you can have no power against me unless it's been given to you from above. Now, people will say, yeah, God gave it to him from above. That's not true because when you go to John 10, Jesus said, no man take my life from me. I lay it down of my own will. When Jesus was in his quote-unquote most vulnerable state and someone opened his mouth to say, I am over you, Jesus said, you, do, you are not. Don't think I'm small in these circumstances. Don't think I'm weak in these circumstances. Just because I willfully came on the God's plan, do not think you're over me. That is a revelation and truth about who Jesus knew he was. You can have no power against me. No, it's impossible. Yes, with these crowns. Yes, with me being stripped, beaten. Don't be fooled. You know, when you know who you are, you're willing to speak freely. When you know who you are, you're not ashamed to say what God says you are. He said, you could have no power, zero, an ounce against me. That was so powerful. When I saw that, I said, even Jesus had to resist lies. Resist, even, I mean, think about Pilate is probably in his seat, clean, robed confident. Don't you know? He's telling Jesus, you lack knowledge of something. You know, that's how sickness and the disease start. Don't you know what I've done to others? Don't you know what I've done to that person? Didn't you hear that Christian who's been in church for 30 years died just because that person doesn't know who they are? Don't think I'm going to be a victim to you. The Bible says, let the weak say I am strong. Paul said, what shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He said, we are more than conquerors than him, through him who loved us. We are more victorious. See, this is the question, you know. 
I love, I love fights. I love boxing fights. You know why? Because, <laughs> you know, we just had a boxing fight with, uh, recently with Mayweather <laughs> and Paul Jake. People knew it was a joke. But Mayweather was just there to make some money. And I respect the guy. You know, this guy can beat me. He's bigger. He's younger. And still, I know he can't beat me. It's impossible. In every fight, in every challenge, this is why I'm going to say something else. Sometimes we're taught, don't fight. Let the will of the Lord be done. That could be destructive. The Bible says, Satan, like a roaring lion, is moving about seeking whom he may. He can't. Whom he may, meaning that we have to give him permission. Who he may devour. The Bible tells it very clearly. Pray to God. Cry out. No. He said resist him. Resist him. Resist him. You know, I have three kids. Praise God. <laughs> Isaiah is my firstborn. And Isabella is um, my secondborn. She's three years old. Isaiah is seven. And sometimes my son Isaiah would be like, Daddy, Isabella's doing it. I said, she's younger than you. Resist her. Hold her hand. You know, don't cry out to me when you have the strength to deal with her. Now, I'm not telling her to hit her. No. Hold her hand. Tell her, you can't do this. Don't just accept her to hit you. It's very simple. Many times we accept sickness and disease. We accept things happening to us. You know, I was there. I was present. I'm present there watching my son and my daughter have an issue. And I told my son, I didn't tell my, I told my son, hey, just hold her hands. You know, sometimes even God has corrected me. Because I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell my daughter, don't hit Isaiah. Don't do that. But wait a minute. Isaiah has strength and power to hold her back. Many times we're praying to God to do something about the devil when God says, you do something about him. But see, if our image is not correct, if we think Satan has power over us, if we think Satan is not defeated, if we think Satan can still do as he please in our lives, we are going to welcome it. But when we are sure, when we are confident that, whoa, 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 buddy, no, you are underneath you're underneath my feet. You cannot. God has not given you the authority over me. At one time, we were under death. But whoever's in Christ is in life. Let's go back to the scripture. 33. And then we saw the giants, the son of Enix, which came from the giants, and in our eyes we were like grasshoppers. And so we were in their eyes. Once you start having a low image about yourself, you're going to start looking for others to confirm it. Let's go to dirty. Let's go to Numbers 14, 110. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. They were crying, weeping. This is what, this, look, look at the progress of low image, low self-worth. Crying and weeping. Oh, man. Oh. And look what they said. And all the children, you should complain. You start complaining about those who say, you can do it, man. You can be victorious. You can be healed right now. You can move forward. You can have a healthy marriage. They started complaining against Moses and Aaron. And the whole congregation said to them, if only we had died in the land of Egypt. 
or if only we had died in this wilderness. You start speaking negative about your future. You start speaking negative about your destiny. No. Look what the Scripture says. Why has the Lord brought us to this land to fall by the sword? Then you start thinking negative about God. Why has God brought us here to, to die? Oh, God is... This is, this is a popular one. God is teaching me through this sickness and disease. It, 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 there's nothing good in sickness and disease. Nothing good. Every good and perfect gift comes from our Father above, whom there's no shadow of turning. This need variation. Why? I like one scripture say he's not shifting in the shadows. He's not playing tricks in the shadows. God is not a trickster. Oh, you know what? I said this. No, I meant this. No. Has he said it and will he not do it? But this is what I'm talking about. This is tell me who I am. Tell me who I am. Listen, no one can tell me I'm a woman. I am a man. And if I had doubt, I just have to look at the goods and say, wait a minute. I am a man. I am a man. Do you see what I mean? No, I am a man. I was born a man. Like Paul said, I was born free. I was born a Roman. Now look. So they said to one another, let us select a leader and return to Egypt. And the Lord helped me. He said, this is why, oh Lord, help me. Certain churches preach certain messages that people accept. Oh, sickness and disease is from the Lord. Poverty is a form of humility. They look for leaders to confirm their low self-image. If who you're listening to is constantly confirming your weakness, constantly confirming lack, constantly confirming why things are tough, constantly confirming things are negative. You know, the Lord has been dealing with me. He says, stop saying things are hard. Stop it. Because you start looking at life is hard. That's evil. Life is not hard. And I'm saying, Lord, but you have to take it out of your mouth, Dele. You have to take it out of your mouth. I've told my wife, me, I've told my wife, I said, my Lord, I, 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 I got to get that word out my mouth. But when you're so conditioned, when you're so trained, then everything you see is hard. You see your marriage is hard. You see raising kids is hard. You see working job is hard. Being, then you start seeing being healed is hard. Being blessed is hard. You know? New York is hard. Everything is hard. My car is brand new. Even that is hard. You know, it, it's like, it's like it, it, it colors your eyes. But no. Jesus said, which is easier to say? Rise up. Think about that. We, we believe forgiveness of sin is easy. Jesus put it at the same level as a crippled man walking. He never said healing was hard. He never said it. You cannot find it. He said anyway, in one scripture, is there anything too hard for me? And I'll share why he told me don't. He said when you say it's hard, you're saying it's going to be hard for me to help you. I said, <sighs> See, because I'm just looking it, I'm going to say it, through my flesh. So my flesh, the Bible says that the, the, the carnal mind is enmity against God. So the carnal mind says it's hard. God said it's easy for me. 
Connor might say, no, it's hard. Life is tough. No, it's easy for me. It's evil to say things are hard. The Bible said Egypt put Israel under hard labor. Hard bondage. Hard bondage. No, no, no. Life is easy. Oh, Dele, I know. It says the scripture, a hard-working farmer should eat of his fruit. Hard-working. Yes. But if you look at the context, it's not talking about strenuous labor, taxing labor. No, it's just talking about you putting your hand to the plow. You working on your field. You know, you know people who love sports, especially I like basketball, many times players would say, man, when I dropped 50 points, it felt so easy. I was in a zone. I felt something come on me. You, you just hit them. Like, wow, it just felt, it, this is what he said. It felt like I couldn't miss. Right? Unstoppable. They're in that zone. Why? Because truth is, when we're really in grace, when we're really in that zone, when we're really walking in identity, things should be working for us sweatlessly. Yes, we do our part. Yes, we do what we have to do. But guess what? This is the good news. We are convinced inwardly that, wait a minute, life is meant to be easy for me. Doors are meant to be open. I'm not saying there's no persecution. I'm not saying people are not going to challenge you. How can you say you're healed? Because he, he made me healed. How can you say you're the righteousness of God? Because his blood paid for that price. You know, and I'll finish with this. Knowing who we are is important, but more important, taking advantage of who we are. Taking advantage of who we are. How do I know you're taking advantage of who you are? Based on your words and based on your pursuit. I have to say pursuit. They wanted to go back to Egypt. They stopped pursuing Canaan land. Your action, this, this look, look at your life, look. What am I pursuing? Is a revelation what you believe about yourself. Some people say, I can never be married. So guess what? They never get married. I can never have kids. So they never try. Oh, I can never have this business or house. So they never pursue. What you pursue is a revelation of what you believe in yourself. It comes from identity. It comes from identity. It comes inwardly. Tell me who I am. See, once I am convinced of who I am, I can reach into the cookie jar. I could put my hand in the fridge. My daughter, my son, they never ask me to go into the fridge. They know who they are. They know who they are. Oh, man. How do we... Take advantage of who we are. First, we need to know who we are. Second, we have to be willing to accept who we are even if others disagree. This is where we step back. This is where we pull back many times. I love how Caleb said this. Let us go up at once. And take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. When you're convinced and you have a healthy self-worth, you say, let's go for it. 
Let's go up and take it as possession, as our own. It belongs to you. It belongs to you. So, we all know how this year has been. Last year has been. But at the same time, there's been tons, tons of good news has been going across. But it seems like there's been no good news. That's not true. People are getting married. People are having kids. People are increasing their finances. People are finding jobs. See, I got to say something. What the word says is, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Enemies does not mean there's no good. The table is always there. The Lord thinks enemies are irrelevant. That's why he prepared the table. We have to see enemies as irrelevant. Yes, let them watch. Let them watch. See, many times we're so insecure with people watching us enjoy life because they are suffering. No. 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 When they see you enjoy life, God uses your life to shine light on them to say, it's possible for you. All things are possible to them believe. I want to finish with this. Why is this title? Tell me who I am. Because I'm convinced we all hear the word of God. This is what we need to accept concerning God. You know, people say, oh man, God, I want you to do this. God has provided a new identity that the majority of the church have rejected. It's time for us to accept the scriptures as they say them. And one of the scriptures says about us, it says that we will reign as kings in this life. We are not just saved, we are kings. <laughs> We're not just forgiven, we are kings. We're not just blood, wa blood wash, we are kings. And this is a crux. This is the highlight of our salvation. The scripture says, and we are seated with them. Seated where? <laughs> oh, we are seated. Church, we are seated. And I want to encourage you, what does living like someone who is seated looks like? That's it. Father, we just thank you for this word. We thank you for those who are listening online, Winners Church. Tell me who I am. Tell me that I'm a king. Tell me that I'm a priest. Tell me that I am healed. Tell me that I am blessed. Tell me that I am prosperous. Tell me that I can do all things through Christ. Tell me that my future is bright. Tell me that your protection is always with me. Tell me that God favors over me. Tell me that he loves me. Tell me that I am forgiven eternally. Tell me that I am a child of God. Tell me, tell me who I am. Tell me who I am. Tell me who I am. And the Holy Spirit says, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and I'm telling you. And I will not stop telling you. I will not stop telling you. I will not stop telling you. 
I will not stop telling you. I will not stop telling you. I am sent. I am sent to confirm this reality. Child of God, son of God, daughter of God, I will not stop telling you. Even in your doubts, I will not stop telling you. Even in your insecurities, I will not stop telling you. Even in the challenges, I will not stop telling you. Oh, the Holy Spirit was sent to confirm our identity in Christ. We are victorious. We are kings. Our redemption is real. What Adam lost has been gained, has been gained forever. We are not weak. We are strong in Christ. We are healed. We are blessed. Our marriage is blessed. Our finances is blessed. Your body is strong. You can have kids. You will not lose that kid in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This belongs to us. Accept it. Accept it. Allow your spirit man. Allow your spirit man to accept it. Talk about it. Talk about it. I know it could be com- it could be uncomfortable, but talk about it. Talk about it. My father said this is who I am. My father says this is who I am. Tell me, daddy. Tell me, daddy. Tell me, father. Tell me who I am. Tell me who I am. Oh, my ears are closed to the world. My ears are closed to the world. Daddy, talk to me. Father, talk to me. Tell me who I am. I accept it. I accept it. I accept it. I accept it. I accept it in the name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Tell me who I am, Daddy. And that's the end of the story. Let your Father tell you who you are. Thank you, Father. Thank you for this message. Oh, let our lives be revolutionized. Oh, because Daddy is talking to us. Father is talking to us. Jesus is talking to us. Holy Spirit is talking to us. Ministers of the Gospels are talking to us. The Scriptures are talking to us. Oh, tell me who I am. Oh, and I'll embrace it. And I'll embrace it. Thank you, Father, for your anointing. Thank you for the hearts that are encouraged. You told me to encourage them. Thank you for those hearts that encourage. Church, we are blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Wow. I told you. You're going to drop it like it's hot. This Nigerian-American preached the revelation came straight from heaven. We were, we were over there having a good old time. The glory was hitting us. I know the glory is already hitting you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell all your friends about this message. Tell them to watch it again. Go on YouTube and watch it. After the, the, the Facebook Live is over, we still have it on YouTube. Watch it on YouTube over and over again. This word is going to revolutionize your life in the name of Jesus. If you're watching and you're not born again, this is your time to get a new identity to become a new creation in Christ. Say this with me, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, but I don't wanna be a sinner no more. I ask you to come into my life and be the Lord and the savior of my life. I receive your forgiveness for my sins. I believe that you died for my sins. I believe that God raised you from the dead. You gotta say this prayer. I believe that God raised you from the dead and I receive you now as my savior 
in the name of Jesus, I've just been born again. In the name of Jesus, my sins have been washed away and I'm on my way to heaven. Amen. Oh, glory to God. Congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. I was just at someone's house comforting someone whose um, parent passed away and they had a friend there and this person said, oh, he said the prayer of salvation. I said, what? On the broadcast. We were watching it one day and he gave his life to Christ. Had no idea. They never wrote in. They never told us. You see what I'm talking about? People are being reached in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. And so I know some of you have done this. Please text uh, your testimony. Say that I got saved. Say that I got healed. Say that my life has been changed. Let us know what's been going on with you. And once again, we're going to give you an opportunity to give. We gave you an opportunity earlier in the service. Now we're going to give you another opportunity to release your seed. Sow into this great work called Winner's Church. Sow into this word being released, this good news into New York City and around the world. We give God the glory for our assignment, for our distinction as a church. And we believe that the best is yet to come. On your screen, there's all the ways that you can give. Go ahead and give by text, by mail, online, or by cash app. We are gladly to receive your tithes and offerings. And we declare blessing upon blessing, increase upon increase in Jesus' name. I'm ready to receive the worship team again, and they're going to tell you that we are who he says we are. They're going to confirm what all Adele says. If you're sick in your body, receive your healing in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Be healed. Be made whole. Be free from your affliction in the name of Jesus. And you are well in Jesus' 